Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, let's do this. It is a Tuesday, December 14th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers will be back in action coming up tonight against the New Jersey Devils. A little revenge on the Flyers' mind for this game tonight. Flyers come into the game sitting behind the Devils in the standings by a point. Each have played 26 games. Devils with a record of 10, 11, and 5, 25 points. Flyers with a record of 10, 12, and 4, and 24 points. And don't look now, here come the Islanders. The Islanders actually uh, have played three less games than the Flyers and the Devils, but are only three, or five points back. So if they were all wins, they would be there, but we'll see if the Islanders can get it together as uh, they can try and pull the nose of the ship up, the two-time conference final New York Islanders. But it is Flyers and Devils tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Flyers faced the Devils twice in this uh, 10-game winless skid. Lost to them twice. The ironic part about that is that if the Flyers had beaten the Devils twice, the Devils would be be riding a plus 10-game winless streak. The Devils have not been good. And the only team that they've beaten in their last 10 games, ironically enough, is the Flyers. Twice. They beat the Flyers on November 28th, 5-2. That was uh, in New Jersey. And then they beat the Flyers 3-0 last Wednesday. Other than that, the last game they won was all the way back on November 20th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They lost in the in the middle there. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Nashville. They beat the Flyers. They lost to San Jose, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Ottawa. They beat the Flyers. They lost to Nashville. They lost to the Islanders. They take on the Flyers tonight. So it's not like this team has been good. They've just been able to beat the Flyers the last two games. So these two teams will go at it once again here tonight. Now, the Devils, a team that special teams, not great. Devils are a team that Oddly enough, the Flyers have the advantage in both special teams. They have the advantage on the power play. The Flyers have now the 24th-ranked power play, pretty much by way of three power play goals in the last two games, two on Ve- against Vegas on Friday and then one against the Arizona Coyotes. They're clicking at 16.7% right now. And the New Jersey Devils, 31st in the NHL out of 32 teams at 12.7%. Flyers also better on the penalty kill, 18th in the NHL, clicking at exactly 80%. Just a half a percent behind at 79.5 is the Devils, but 21st in the NHL. So it'll be the Flyers and the Devils tonight. And uh, we'll see if the Flyers can come away with another two points and a three-game win streak. And when you look at this schedule this week, we talked about it in yesterday's episode with Bill Meltzer, and I kind of juxtaposed, if that's a word, (laughs) uh, this week's schedule, these three games, New Jersey tonight, then Montreal on the road on Thursday, and Ottawa at home on Saturday against what the teeth of that 10-game winless streak when the Flyers had Tampa on the road, Florida on the road, and the Carolina Hurricanes at home on Black Friday. And when you, I remember at the time looking at the record of all those teams and adding it up, those three teams, and going, oh my goodness, this is like an absurdly great record from those three teams, Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. So I decided to do the cumulative record of the opponents this week. Again, New Jersey, Montreal, and Ottawa. And we've talked about the fact that, you know, the Flyers so far in the NHL this season have had the number one hardest schedule in the league. Again, that's not an excuse. That's just a reality. They still didn't play well enough, and they didn't come away with enough points. And now they're chasing the standings as a result. But it is, by the numbers, 
the hardest schedule in the NHL. I don't even know if it's just by the numbers. Look at the eye test. When you see Boston as many times as you have, and you saw Pittsburgh, you saw Washington, you've seen Tampa three times, and Florida twice, and you've seen Toronto, and you've seen Carolina twice. I mean, it is a that was a tough schedule. Calgary twice, who's a really good team this year. So the cumulative schedule of the teams they play this week, let's start with New Jersey. They have a record of 10, 11, and 5, 25 points on the season. Then let's go to the Montreal Canadiens. They have a record or a record of 6, 20, and 3, and 15 points. And then the Ottawa Senators have a record of 8, 16, and 1, and 17 points. Now, if you add all of that up together, it almost equals a full NHL season. It's 80 games, not 82. But in 80 games combined between the three teams, the combined record is 24, 47, and 9. That would earn them, through 80 games, 57 points. Now, if I went back to the last full season in the NHL, the last 82-game season, and the team with the lowest point total that year was actually the Ottawa Senators with a whopping 64 points. So even if you added the extra two games for Game 81 and Game 82 and pretended that this was a whole season and added those four points, you'd have 61 points and it would be less than the worst team in the 2018-19 season with 61 points to 64 points that year for the Ottawa Senators. So this is uh, an advantageous spot in the schedule, a spot that the Flyers need to capitalize on. They first and foremost need to do it tonight against a team that has beat them and them exclusively in the last three weeks, and that's the Devils. No excuse not to have revenge coming back home tonight and get the two points against the Devils. Have to get a win against the Devils. That makes it three straight. Then go to Montreal, inferior team, the whole thing. They've got six wins on the season. They're in a bit of mess. It's been a hot mess there. They fired the general manager. There's been a ton of turnover. Scott Mellenby left. Gary Price is not playing. We know about Shea Weber, the whole thing. So Thursday, you've got the Montreal Canadiens, and then Saturday, it's the Ottawa Senators who come in with a right now with eight wins, 16 losses, and one OTL. So it's a very advantageous week. So, you know, this is a time, and I've said this on the pod, that the Flyers don't look like a team that's ready to rattle off seven of nine or nine of 12. Their game doesn't look like that. And Maybe it can look like that with these inferior opponents, and you can start to build that confidence and structure back because this part of the schedule, at least these three games this week, are much less forgiving than what it was when the Flyers faced Tampa, Florida, and Carolina, which was incredibly unforgiving. And, you know, I'm a big F1 fan, so I kind of wanted to make this parallel. I watched the F1 final race on Sunday. And it looked the whole time like Lewis Hamilton, who was going to win the championship. It was head-to-head, whoever finished ahead of the other, Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen was going to win the title. And the whole race, he just had it under complete control until he didn't. And with five laps left, there was a safety car because somebody wrecked. And it brought all these variables into into the equation. And he ended up losing the race on the last lap of the race. It's, It's sports. That's the thing. That's why we watch sports. It's why we watch hockey. It's why we watch football or basketball or baseball. Is you, when, as soon as you think something 
is certain in sports, something like that can happen to show you that you may stick around because you you may never know when you'll see the greatest comeback in sports. Or you may never know when you may see a moment of something that you thought you've seen it all, and then you see something you go, oh my God, I never thought I'd see that. And that's what that was on Sunday. So I wanted to kind of look at a couple of examples of that. Because in 2018-19, in that season, oddly enough, Mike Yo was a, the head coach in St. Louis. He started out the year uh, as the 2018-19 coach of the St. Louis Blues. He took over for Ken Hitchcock a couple years prior. But Mike Yo went 7-9-3 and three to start that season. And in that 26-28 games, after that, they decided to fire Mike Yo, and they hired Craig Berube. So Mike Yo went 7-9-3 and three to begin the season. And St. Louis was really in a real tough spot. And Craig Berube, you know, incidentally, <laughs> uh, it's about the quarter pole of the season where Mike was let go there. Craig Berube came in, and the rest of the way, he went 30 or 38, 19, and 6. And they actually ended up finishing second in the Central Division. The thing that's even more interesting about it is that after Craig Berube took over, they didn't pull the nose up right away. It took some time. It took some coaching. It took some time for the team to get to a spot where they knew what Craig Berube wanted them to do. So January 3rd, the St. Louis Blues are the last place team in the NHL as they go into Washington for their first game of the, of the second half of that season, the 2019 part, and they go into that game on January 3rd with the, they're the worst team in the NHL. They beat the Washington Capitals 5-2. to two. Then they lose to the Islanders. They come to Philadelphia. They end up beating the Flyers. That's where Gloria started at the bar. They beat the Flyers 3 to nothing. Jordan Bennington's second game in the NHL. We know what happened after that. From that point on, they, they played 750 hockey. They won 30 games. They lost 10. And they went, so they went 30, 10, and 5. So five OTLs there, too. That's what they did down the stretch. Again, this was a team. This, you're talking about half a season, just shy of a half a season. That Washington game was game number 38. So they're just about at the midway point. And they were the worst team in the NHL. And what'd they do? They went 30-10-5, and and they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Now, I don't say this to say, keep the faith, Flyers are going to win the Cup. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in sports, you never know what can happen and when it can happen. You know, one trade can change everything. One injury can change everything. And this goes both ways. It can happen to the positive. It can also happen to the negative. But then again, good teams don't let it go to the negative like it does to the positive. Now, the Vancouver Canucks, and I had Kevin Woodley on my Stick to Hockey podcast yesterday who covers the Canucks, and they just introduced Jim Rutherford yesterday, former GM of the Carolina Hurricanes, won a cup there, and was former GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, won a couple of cups there. So he's headed to Vancouver. We know that they just hired Bruce Boudreaux after firing Travis Green, who they gave an extension to in the offseason. Now, prior to Bruce Boudreaux being hired uh, under Travis Green this season, they had a record of 8-15-2. and two. 
8-15-2 was their record. Now, Bruce Boudreaux comes in. In the four games since Bruce Boudreaux's been there, they've won 4 nothing, 2-1, 4-3, both in the shootout, and then got a 2-1 win over the Carolina Hurricanes. They beat the Kings, Bruins, Jets, and Canes. Now, granted, the Canes did not have Sebastian Ajo, and he's pretty good. But since the coaching change, they've now won four straight games. So I say all of this to say one thing, that there is a lot of season left. And even though the last two wins weren't perfect, they weren't even aesthetically that pleasing. They were wins. And when you lose 10 straight, when you go winless in 10 straight games, wins are all that matters because it doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. But you hope it can get there. And with that combined record of New Jersey, Montreal, and Ottawa of 20-47-9, and nine, this is a huge opportunity this week for the Flyers to get their game in order against an opponent that is way more forgiving than that stretch you saw against Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. This is an opportunity to not only get points, but also get their game in order. Get guys going. James Van Riemsdyk has three goals in his last two games. He needs to continue that. Cam Atkinson needs to come alive again offensively. Ivan Provorov needs to reestablish his confidence. Travis Sanheim, same thing. This is a sum-of-the-parts offensive team, and they need to get more of the parts going. And then we can talk about chasing the standings and getting back into the mix. We'll see if they can do that. They got an opportunity tonight at home against the Devils who have beaten them the last two times they've played. Happens to be the only two wins the Devils have in their last 10. So you got to go out tonight and you got to kick the rear end of that team. That'll be a sign things are turning in the right direction. Big opportunity tonight against the Devils. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.